The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Creator Automation Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about how to build urgency and trust with your content as a creator. With us today is Jack Bourne, who is the founder and CEO of Deadline Funnel. Deadline Funnel helps digital marketers, especially course creators, to make more sales in less time through proprietary technology that assigns a unique deadline that is synchronized with email automation campaigns to create a sense of urgency for each one of your leads. And outside of being a useful tool to convert more sales, Deadline Funnel is also a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast. And today, Jack and I are going to launch Creator Automation Week by talking about urgency and trust marketing. All right, here's the first installment of Creator Automation Week with Jack Bourne from Deadline Funnel. Jack, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. It's great to be here. Really excited. Excited to have you as a guest on our show. Always good to talk to one of our sponsors. And you, I will say, are one of my favorite sponsors, not only because you help us produce the show, but because you're helping all sorts of creators make more money and be better at their business. Let's start off at the top. Tell us just a little bit about Deadline Funnel and how you got into the business. So Deadline Funnel started many years ago. I think it was five and a half, six years ago. And I was really trying to solve my own problem. I wasn't looking for a new business to build. I was working for a business author named Perry Marshall. And I know this may seem strange, but there was a time where not everyone believed in lead generation. Click costs were so inexpensive. You could buy clicks off of Google AdWords for five cents, 10 cents a click. A lot of people at that time thought, why would I want to build an email list? Why would I want to waste the time of doing that? Let's just send people directly to the sales page because traffic is so inexpensive. And Perry Marshall was one of the early believers and proponents of lead generation and developing a bond with your audience, developing no like, and trust. And working on his team and having been a student of his marketing methods, I was a big believer in that as well. So one of the things that I felt was really missing in terms of converting more of those leads from prospects to buyers was urgency. And I thought, certainly I've seen countdown timers, I've seen these things out there, but I've also seen that when I come back to the page the next day, the damn thing starts over. And so people are just using this as a trick, as a tool, as a gimmick to tell someone something that isn't real. 
But what if you could actually make it truly real so that as someone came through your lead generation system, your CRM, your email software platform, what if you could assign an actual genuine deadline to each person based on when they entered into your funnel, when they subscribed for that free white paper or to watch that video series or attend that webinar? And what if each person were given a real deadline and you could communicate that through the follow-up emails so that when they were reaching the end of that deadline, you could say, hey, all good things come to an end. And so does this. There's a special offer you know, for this reason. And the deadline was, in fact, real. So I figured, surely someone has figured this out. I'm not the first person to think of this. And so I went looking for a solution because I was just going to sign up for it. And what I found was the more that I did my research, the more I realized that no one had created this. And so I decided, okay, I'll use the programming knowledge that I have to create this for myself. So that was really the beginning of Deadline Funnel. It really took off because I found out that I wasn't the only one who had this desire, had this need to increase conversions as click costs have gone up, you know, as you well know. The cost of driving traffic on any platform, Facebook, Google, et cetera, has just continued to go up and up and up. So you need to make sure you've always, there's always been a need to make sure that you're maximizing conversions, but certainly as those click costs and advertising costs and impression costs have continued to go up year after year after year, the need for maximizing conversions has only increased. And so one of the most reliable tools of persuasion and marketing and messaging is urgency. What we've done is that we've made it so that you don't have to make this choice between, okay, am I going to actually use this tool but sacrifice my integrity? You don't have to make that choice anymore. Now you can do it in a way where it is a legitimate real deadline that is assigned to each person as they go through your marketing funnel. So a couple of reactions to that. First off, Perry Marshall, brilliant, innovative marketer, also, the person who came on the MarTech podcast, whose episode had the most downloads ever on the show. So good to have mutual friends. He's a very smart guy. You were trained by a brilliant marketer. And second, there is a psychology component here. It's kind of like when you're pricing. If you have a high price point, people associate a high value with your product. Sometimes raising your prices can actually help your conversion rates because people think, well, if it's the highest price, it must be the best one. That works a lot of the times for commodity type products. In this case, urgency. I, I want to talk a little bit about the psychology of urgency. You mentioned that there are sort of gimmicky solutions that were there that weren't using real deadlines, but there's a reason why those tools exist is that when people see the countdown clock, something happens in their brain that makes them think that they need to take action. So talk to me about the psychology of urgency and whether gimmicky deadline or a real one, why does that actually impact user behavior? There's been a lot of different studies on this, and I'll mention just a few of my favorite ones. But Daniel Kahneman was rewarded a Nobel Prize for some of his thinking around this concept, which I believe he coined the phrase loss aversion. And so the concept is that we as human beings, we're not exactly rational in the way that we evaluate things. We grow up at a young age thinking we make rational decisions and we even take economics classes where we're taught that people make decisions based on rational choices of supply and demand. But the more that we dive into the true way that our minds work and we read books like Influence by Robert Cialdini and Predictably Irrational and these sorts of books, we start to realize that there's a lot of heuristics that our brains use to make decisions and we rationalize them afterwards 
so that we can feel like we're making a logical decision. So coming back to the psychological effect that has to do with urgency and deadlines, there's a couple of different names for it. I mentioned loss aversion. There have been studies where just the way that you frame a question will dramatically change the way that someone will make a decision. So for example, you could frame the question of, would you take this XYZ surgery if you needed it, if the survival rate is 90%? And then frame it a different way, would you take this surgery if the mortality rate is 10%? Well, mathematically, it's the same choice, but the outcome in terms of which one is accepted is changed dramatically just by the way that the question is framed. And people will tend to move away from the pain, the loss. So one of my favorite examples really illustrates another way that this is phrased, which is called the endowment effect. And what the endowment effect really speaks to is that we value things more once we feel that we have them. We don't want to lose what we already have. And I'll bring this back to how this works in marketing. But the study that I love to talk about, I believe was done at Cornell University. And so if you imagine a social psychology 101 auditorium full of hundreds of students, obviously pre-COVID. And you've got a left side and a right side. And so the left side of the auditorium receives a coffee mug, just a regular old coffee mug with the Cornell logo on it. The other side of the room doesn't. So then the teacher's assistant hands out a slip of paper to the entire auditorium. However, there's one key difference in the question that they received. So the folks who have the mug, who are given the mug, are asked, how much would you have to be paid in order to sell your mug to someone on the other side of the room? And then the other side of the room, they get a slightly different question. How much would you be willing to pay to buy a mug from someone on the other side of the room? So really, it's the same mug. So if we're rational, we should come up with a relatively equal price. It turns out that there's a 2x difference based on whether someone has the mug and they're going to give it away. They price it at about $5. And the other side of the room said, nope, I'd only be willing to spend $2.50 of my money. God, those are the exact numbers I had in my head. Yeah. So <laughs> it's really, really kind of bizarre. And so a lot of it comes down to how you frame things. But we as human beings, we don't want to lose things. And that includes opportunities. And so if there's an opportunity for you to get a special deal or a special price, extra bonuses, and we can talk about what an offer might look like for a creator, especially a course creator, we don't want to lose that. And so we want to take advantage of it. And what we find is that especially whether it's a launch or whether it's an evergreen campaign, the majority of the sales, when you're doing your marketing and messaging correctly, the majority of your sales will come in in the last 24 hours before the deadline. And we have a term for that that I call the perfect persuasion window. And that's because during that period of time in your campaign, whether it's a live launch or an evergreen deadline with a real authentic deadline, in that last 24 hours before the deadline, you're going to see the most sales per email open, per visitor, per minute. And that's where all of the metrics that you want going up into the right are going up into the right. Excuse my language, but I would call it the shitter get off the pot window. This is going away. You got to get busy or you're just going to forget about it. When I had my first job at a college, it was a terrible multi-level marketing-esque door-to-door business-to-business company. And so I was going into small businesses in Massachusetts and trying to get them to switch from one phone service carrier to the next. And they would give us these big laminated cards, like a big menu. And one of the things that they taught us was give the person you're talking to the menu and then take it back. 
because there's fear of losing something. And even if physically people want to hold something and then they assume it's theirs and when you take it back, they want it. And so you start building these behaviors and it's what the company would call fear of loss. Sounds like a similar prospect to you. Now, the problem that I have with building fear of loss is often it can be grabby. It can be pushy. When you're handing somebody something and then grabbing it back, or you're setting a deadline saying, hey, something is going away. My feeling is that there are scenarios where people feel like they're being pushed around. How do you avoid being pushy while still creating that sense of urgency? Let's back up to what you were selling. And I will confess that I've had some jobs back around college years, which was quite a while ago, where you take a sales job and you know that what you're selling isn't actually something that is highly demanded by the market. And you're using every trick in the book to get someone to comply and say yes. And those just leave your soul feeling empty. You know, I think fundamentally it comes down to do you believe in what you're selling and is it truly serving the marketplace? I think fundamentally you need to feel like your product and service is doing benefit. And then the other thing is that marketing and messaging, I believe, is supposed to be polarizing, not in the way that messaging is polarizing in today's political environment, but really more along the lines of you should be communicating, look, if you are this type of person, if you're in this type of situation, then this is worth your attention. Take a look at this. And for people for whom it's not the right time, or it's just never going to be the right time, your marketing automation system should be able to pull them out of the system. That might be through an unsubscribe link, or it could be just something as simple as a link that says, look, if you're not interested in this type of messages, but you want to keep receiving messages from us, you know, click here and we'll stop sending you emails about this. So giving people the option to opt out of the deadline type experience makes sense. But to me, it seems like there's a balance between creating urgency, having somebody realize that they need to take action, but also building enough credibility and trust that they don't feel pushed around. I respect, I trust, I want this brand. I haven't got to it. Now there's a deadline in front of me. I have to take action. Talk to me about balancing urgency and trust. I think a lot of the trust comes down to signals that you can send out with regards to testimonials and case studies and how long has someone been interacting with you and your brand. We could probably talk for several hours on building up that trust and authority through the emails and through the other different types of channels that you can speak to someone. And all of that foundation is laid before you have the deadline. You know, one of the things that I like to tell people is, you can't expect to roll up to our door and start a subscription with our software platform. And all of a sudden, a marketing campaign that is dead on arrival is suddenly going to spring to life like a reanimated zombie. That's not going to happen. Our friend Perry Marshall, I don't know if he came up with this or not, but one of the phrases that I first heard from him is that you can't steer a parked car. So in other words, your marketing message has to resonate with your market before adding something like automated authentic urgency through deadline funnel is going to have an impact. For example, if you're in my audience and you're receiving my emails, Ben, and you're leaning forward, you're clicking on the links, you're attending the webinars, you're watching the replays, et cetera, and you're interested, a lot of times what we find is that there's way more people who would fall into that category, but they just haven't pulled the trigger yet because people naturally procrastinate. It's just a tick of human nature. We procrastinate. So it's right before that deadline that someone finally decides, okay, you're either in or you're out and I'm in. And that's really what the deadline is designed to do. It's not designed to convince someone who they're not resonating with the message at all. They don't believe the messenger. There's no trust and credibility. 
you have to use your other methods of communication and the time to build up that trust, credibility, and authority, and to make sure that your message resonates with that audience. Then the deadline comes in and gets everyone who's procrastinating to actually take action. If I can tell a quick personal story, I used to live in Florida and I would go walking on the beach with my wife and I would see people kite surfing. And I thought, man, one day I want to try that. It looks like so much fun. I can't imagine what it'd be like to fly through the air doing these amazing jumps and landing softly and carving on the waves. It looks like so much fun. And year after year, I would tell myself, man, that looks like so much fun. One day I need to do that. I moved to Australia and long story short, I had an opportunity through a lucky coincidence where I could get on a trip to go to Fiji to learn how to kite surf. At the time, I didn't know how to kite surf and it wasn't at a super convenient time, but this was a once in a lifetime opportunity. And there was two weeks to get my shit together and to get packed, ready, buy the ticket, et cetera, get a few lessons in before I went to Fiji. And it was because of that deadline that years and years and years of thinking about one day I would love to suddenly crystallize into action and I actually pulled the trigger. And now I'm an absolute kite surfing addict and you know, I can't imagine not having that endeavor in my life. I absolutely love it. But it all started from, number one, I was interested in it. Just imagine if I wasn't interested in that sport at all. It wouldn't matter that there was a deadline. I had to be actually interested in what was being offered. So in the same way, I really want to emphasize that someone has to be interested in what it is that you're offering. A deadline isn't going to solve a really poor message to market match. It's not going to make a product that has no purpose in the marketplace, no spot in the ecosystem suddenly spring to life and be a runaway success. The deadline is intended to get people who are procrastinating to pull the trigger. And once you start using deadline funnel, what you would find is that there's far more people procrastinating and not pulling the trigger than you ever realized. I don't know why the bathroom metaphors are top of mind right now, but what sticks out to me, you said you can't drive a parked car. And for me, it's you can't polish a turd. If your product isn't any good, your product isn't any good and doesn't matter what marketing materials or whatever hacks you're putting together, people aren't interested in your product. But when you have a product that's worth selling, sometimes you do need to nudge someone or give them an incentive to have it be top of the priority list. And just like you said with the kite surfing, hey, I always wanted to learn how to kite surf. Well, if I don't do it in the next two weeks, I'm going to miss out on this opportunity. Well, the deadline moved that activity up in your priority list. So to me, urgency and this idea of deadlines, it's really a question of prioritization as opposed to do I want or do I need this product? So as you start thinking about urgency, how do you evaluate what the impact is of having a deadline and helping people or incenting people to prioritize what your product or service is? When you're evaluating the impact of urgency, I mean, one of the ways that you can do it is through the metrics. Like, so hopefully you're tracking your conversion rates, your cost per acquisition and those sorts of things. For a lot of our clients who may or may not be tracking every single metric that maybe they would like to, what they notice is that there's a significant increase in sales. So for example, we've got lots and lots of case studies, but one of my favorite ones that I love to bring up is a creator by the name of Abby Ashley. So I was doing an interview with her while I was on vacation in Sydney, and we we're doing this over Zoom, and I had no idea what she was going to share with me. And she really shocked me. And so if you see the case study video on her website, you'll see the genuine surprise on my face. So she was doing about $10,000 per month in her course business, which 
helps virtual assistants to figure out how to be better virtual assistants and find the best teams to work with and how to manage their workday, et cetera. And so she was doing about $10,000 a month in sales, which is pretty strong for a course creator. And then she was getting some coaching from someone who was helping her try to maximize her business. And the person said, you know, you should add deadline funnel to your business. And so she did. And she said, without any additional Facebook advertising, without changing anything else, she went from $10,000 in course sales to $60,000 per month in course sales. Now, not everyone has that dramatic of an increase, but that's the type of thing where you don't need to be tracking your conversion rates and cost per acquisition to realize something fundamental has changed in your business. So we see things like this. There's another case study that I did with Lauren Golden, who's a course creator. And one of the things that she found was that the rising cost of Facebook ads and the cost per click and impressions was really eating away at her profit margin. So month by month, she saw her very profitable, very successful online business just getting gobbled up bit by bit by the Zuck. So what she did was she added deadline funnel into the mix. And so her conversion rate went up tremendously. And what that essentially did was that it was almost like resetting the clock two or three years on Facebook when looked at from the standpoint of her cost per acquisition for that marketing channel. So those two stories kind of give you a sense of the type of impact that a deadline could have, but it really comes down to watching your metrics. What I'm hearing is there's a couple different metrics to take a look at. You're looking at your throughput. How efficiently are you converting your leads? I went from ten dollars to $60,000 and I didn't change anything else. All right, we're improving our overall conversion rate or your cost per acquisition is decreasing. Those seem like the same metrics. There's also the notion of the time to convert. And to me, that seems like it's one of the key KPIs when you're thinking about urgencies. I've got 100,000 leads and one or two convert every month. Well, if you put a deadline in front of a fair amount of those leads, you're going to push people to make a decision. And to me, that's another key KPI when you're thinking about urgency. We're going to continue this conversation talking more about using urgency, building trust, and some of the other content that's going to help creators automate their business this week. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jack Bourne, the founder and CEO of Deadline Funnel. If you'd like to hear more of Jack and Deadline Funnel's tips to optimizing your business as a creator, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we talk about launches and their limitations. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Jack, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Deadline Funnel. D-E-A-D-L-I-N-E-F-U-N-N-E-L. Or you could visit his company's website, which is deadlinefunnel.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M A R T E C H P O D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. 
All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.